that's what I do like about Rocky is that he's not high maintenance in that like I can I I put out a bowl and he eats whenever he's hungry and he stops when he's full uh-huh. and he's in really good shape. You know what I mean? And like and I love that cuz I've noticed, you know, just in growing up with like bigger dogs and also just friends dogs as soon as you put a bowl down, I don't. They don't care if the they've eaten their lunch already. If you put another bowl down, they'll fucking scarf it down. And Rocky's not like that. Rocky's like that if you drop food that isn't he's not supposed to have, but his own food he knows how to measure. You know what I mean? Yeah. My mom has two dogs. One of them is kind of like Rocky, where she there'll be days where she's like, eh, I don't care if I eat today. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Maybe I won't eat till tomorrow. I very have re- I have rarely ever seen her actually like scarf food down, right? Yeah. Um, but the other dog is basically just a mouth and a stomach. It oh just eats like if you put food down, like the other dog will protect the food that you've given her. Yeah. But she won't eat it. Oh, because she knows. Because <laughs> she knows she knows the other dog will will you know the second she turns her back is gonna be all over that food. Yeah. And the other dog, it's so it and it's. Uh, I know it's su- super ironic, and that's why it makes me laugh. So I do it. Is that I fat shame the fat dog, the the <laughs> other dogs? Uh, you know, I call her fatness, right? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Well, before we move forward with dog behavior, we should introduce <laughs> the show because I've been recording. Oh, okay. And we're uh, a minute thirty six in. <laughs> we haven't even talked about this show. Yeah. Um. So what is going on, my peeps? Uh, this is Wes. One of your co-hosts for the one, the only, the best podcast you've ever heard. Better than Joe Rogan's. The TWL Podcast, a.k.a. the Today Well Lived Podcast. Suck on that, Joe Rogan, you son of a bitch. (laughs) I like how you're doubling down. (laughs) I actually think this is a good strategy. You know, uh, I've been listening to the Michael Rappaport uh, yeah. podcast. Well, introduce yourself. Oh, first, hey. Yeah. We'll... So <laughs> my name is Drew Garcia. I am the other co-host of the Today Well Live podcast. It's a yeah. podcast chronicling the 2018 alleged weight loss and transformation journeys. Alleged? Two, fat, <laughs> two really fat dudes. <laughs> and um, welcome to the show. Um, if you haven't listened to us before, we're basically just two guys, two average droves trying to make trying to make droves? a go at <laughs> droves. <laughs> Two average Joes trying to make a go at uh, uh, making better versions of ourselves. And if you followed along, you've seen that we've had a very some nice highs and a lot of lows. <laughs> Seems like more lows than highs. Yeah. Um, we have offended the vegan community <laughs> over and over again with, with the existence of Wes and his, <laughs> his carnivore diet. Just my existence is offensive to them. <laughs> I wonder, how many, do you think you've eaten a cow yet? Have I what? Like eaten a whole cow yet? Oh, for sure. It, like, oh, fuck yeah. Not in life, but I mean like just since you started the carnivore diet. Well, let's do the math on that. I eat about a pound and a half. I ate two and a half pounds of meat yesterday. Okay. So uh, that your average? My average is about one and a half to two pounds. All right. So let's just, let's say, let's say two pounds. Yeah. And you've been doing this for how long now? 60 days? July 25th. Oh, September, October. So, oh shit. So I'm on like three months as of maybe today or yesterday. Yeah. Times 30. That's 90. Yeah. Times uh, two. two 180, 180 pounds. pounds. Oh, yeah. I guess not. You're, you've eaten one side yeah. of beef at yeah. this point. Yeah. Um, but anyhow, um, 
this is the this is the podcast where we talk about our uh, our struggles and try to make a better go at it every week. Yeah. And so going back to right, John Rappaport, <laughs> Michael Rappaport, I love the way he opens up his podcast. He's a welcome to the award winning, and I'm like, does he really? Did he really win? <laughs> like he just pumps up his thing. I don't so even much. think there's awards for podcasts. Are there? there are. Oh, there is. There are. We've never. Oh, that's right. They've never heard of us. Oh, they haven't. No. Oh. Um, they're missing out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's you know it's like one of those things you gotta. I guess you gotta toot your own horn. Yeah. Um, until somebody else will wait. That sounds dirty. You gotta fake it till you make it. Yeah, fake it till you make it. Yeah. So, but yeah, welcome to the show. And as I always say, uh, I actually really like the Joe Rogan podcast. I just hate <laughs> how successful he is. <laughs> so jealous. <laughs> it's all jealousy. No, it's healthy. I think that's super dope. Like I've actually, you know, this may sound very shallow, but it really isn't because you would know this. But like I've learned a lot from Joe Rogan. <laughs> Yeah, or I like felt, his content, not even just him, but just yeah. the guests that he has and from all the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting, right? Because he he takes a lot of flack in certain ways because, um, for example, and I've been critical in this way too, is that he'll have somebody on that that I end up hating, mm-hmm. right? And he sometimes lets them get away with saying things, and then like he doesn't challenge them, and and then it's very easy to forget that it's like he's just a dude, yeah. right? Who like he invites these people on and they might say something that he's completely unprepared to contest yeah in a way right and i think the problem is is that we start to see him as a journalist yeah and he isn't a journalist he's just a guy with a podcast right um but uh but yeah i've definitely learned a ton and, and and partially because he he really does a good job of bringing on like a really wide spectrum of guests yeah and, I mean, that show could really be, like, five different shows. Yeah, I mean, he brings on, like, the... L- I'm surprised he hasn't brought on Bernie Sanders. I'm sure he would do it. Oh, uh, I'm sure. And I do like the fact that he goes and, like, he'll he'll purposely, like, bring on somebody who's controversial in the moment. Like, yeah. Roseanne Barr. Yeah. Like, he recently had Roseanne Barr on there. Or the dude from the Proud Boys. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, that was that was maybe, like, four months ago. He what is it? On. Have you heard of the Proud Boys? No. So the Proud Boys is like, uh, this is from what I've read. I don't want to like, cause mm-hmm. there is, there is like my, from what I've seen and like the, the news that I've seen, like they're like this, uh, far right group. They're not, they're not necessarily, they're not necessarily like white supremacists because they're not all white. They're, they're like, like white nationalist type. Yeah. They're not that mm-hmm. because there are some brown people in it and there are some black people in it and it's, uh, it's more of a chauvinist like they essentially think and they think they believe in traditional roles that women should be at home and that sort of stuff so like that's why they get a really bad reputation and i happen to like not like that organization but that doesn't mean that yeah everyone on this sh- uh whoever listens to this uh podcast should everyone's entitled to their own opinion but yeah i'm against it but i do appreciate that he brought on that the leader of it or the founder of it just to kind of like get an insight as to like how this guy thinks and you know uh. yeah i i i agree that and we've talked about this before where he seems to have had lately and I, when i say lately like in the last six months to a year um a lot of like w- right wing conservative and yeah. not just white wing conservatives it'd be one thing if you were having like republicans on your show right 
but like kind of the guys in the fringes yeah on the far extremes exactly and that it bothers me a little bit because again he doesn't nece- he's not necessarily always ready to challenge them when they right. when they're saying like when they're using their their um their talking points yeah um not that he necessarily should but i feel like i want him to um and it feels like there's not enough of the opposite mm-hmm. you know like a, a contesting voices yeah. right um but it's a show, right? And yeah. uh, you know, he he has in in a way uh, challenged me t- to to kind of like look into like, okay, I believe this other thing. Yeah. Um. Why do Why do I believe it? Am mm-hmm. I believing it just because somebody else told me to, to believe it? Yeah. Because that's the thing to say, or is there a little bit of research that you went into to say, okay, these these are reasons why I don't like. Yeah. This and that, right? And, and you know, so for example, right, we're going into an election cycle. Yeah. Right. Ten days, no, actually nine days. Yeah, dude. Uh, away from an, the next this election. Tuesday, but the yeah. Next, November sixth. So, like, a good example of this is uh, Proposition Six for California, right? Uh, for those of you who don't live in California, Proposition Six is simply a referendum. Um, so, in many other states, people don't realize that California is a referendum state. So, mm-hmm. for example, you can put anything on the ballot. Uh, as long as you get enough signatures, a law passed in our our uh, our state's uh, legislator can be overturned by the public, mm-hmm. right? It's both awesome and also crazy dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. <laughs> because a uh, perfect example is this Proposition 6. It's asking uh, last year or the year before they passed, uh, 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 the legislator passed a bill to raise our gas taxes. Uh, an extra 12 cents per mm-hmm. per gallon. And those of you who don't live in California, if you did, you'd know that our, our roads are terrible. Yeah. They're bad. Um, where all the, you know, and it, we were already paying like 18 cents a gallon. Where is all that money? I don't know. Um, but they want, they raised it. And then there's this, there's this uh, effort to repeal. And it makes you, on, on the surface, you're just like, yeah, I don't want to pay more money. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. As two guys that have worked in the industry where you use a lot of gas money. Right. Uh, you have to pump a lot of gallons. Um, you're just like, yeah, I definitely don't want to pay more at the pump. But then you, when you start to dig into it, you're like, okay, uh, it's not just for road repair. These these projects, these are also funding projects like um, the expansion of our metro system. Mm-hmm. Right? The subway. Yeah. The expansion of, like, these trains that they're putting in between San Francisco um, there's a lot of controversy around. Is that, that actually happening? I don't know, man. They're building it. I feel like it's been. Who knows happening. if it'll uh, if it'll ever get done? Yeah. But when I when I hear those things, I'm like, okay, one. And I wish that they would point those things out. And maybe because they're so unpopular with like the conservative right. Yeah. They won't mention it. But those are things that I say. Okay, I don't know if I'm willing to pay extra money just to fix. Re- repair roads because I feel like we already pay for that stuff yeah. and where's that money going right but when you it when I learned that like okay it also funds expansion of public transit it expands these these European style uh, bullet trains yeah to me that's an investment in the future because yeah. you I mean we're already five lanes wide <laughs> yeah <laughs> on some of these we can't freeways go much further and we're at capacity I mean the fucking 110 is a two-level freeway yeah and you know I mean? and like where well, there's no like we should stop building lanes and start building trains down the middle of these things. Yeah. Um, so to me, it's an investment. So I see it that way. So I, I don't know. Um, but I, and I feel the I feel the pain at the pump every time. I'm yeah. like, fuck. 
<laughs> same dude same here yeah yeah i mean it's pretty expensive man i think right now it's like uh what is it 477 is the last time i pumped gas it was 477 oh again. really yeah i put in 353 the other day shit well that might be where you live because you know like yeah i, I was in the valley last night oh, okay. and it was like four of something yeah but it's i think it came down a little you, you must have not pumped gas in the last week or two it's been like i pump gas every two weeks every okay. two to three weeks depending because yeah. like my office is in downtown, but I work from home a lot. So, mm-hmm. like, sometimes I'll go three or four days without even driving. Yeah. But when I do drive, I'm fucking driving. Right. Like, uh, this week, I drove to Fullerton, then came back around through the 405 up to, like, the west side, like Santa Monica, then, then came home. And then the following day, I went down to Long Beach and went up to uh, Studio City and then came home because okay. I had I had work. I had appointments and stuff like that. So I had it. Oh, no. And then Friday, I went to Chatsworth. Yeah. And Chatsworth for me is mileage wise is about, I think, like 32 miles. But time, it was like 45 minutes. Oof. So, yeah. So, yeah. So sometimes I'll go like a week without driving. Yeah. And then sometimes I'm fucking driving, you know, All every week. day. Yeah. yeah. So it just depends. Yeah, so speaking, I mean, yeah, so there's, you know, that's California, right? You got to drive to get everywhere. I mean, um, if you've never been, I keep saying this, um, it's it's a vast suburb, suburban sprawl. Yeah. Right? Um, and uh, anyhow, so, uh, hey, it's Halloween week. Yeah. We've missed a couple episodes at this point. Uh, last week I skipped. I was, I was sick, actually. Uh, I... <laughs> I was in a car with somebody. They were like sneezy, sniffly. Yeah. And I believe that it was kind of like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Hypochondria. Yeah. Where I started to feel like my right. Yeah. And and throughout the week, I had like these pseudo symptoms. Yeah. Where I was all sneezy. Then I was like had a runny nose, and then, um, I I started to develop a cough, but never truly like. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I called you on Sunday, and I was like, "Hey, I don't feel very good on <laughs> Sunday morning." Yeah. And I was like, do you want to get sick? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, nope. Uh, and then uh, we were supposed to reschedule, but I just never, we just didn't. So we missed that episode. And then the prior episode, we had technical difficulties with our sound engineer. <laughs> okay, me. <laughs> um, so somehow we, we record, and we sat here for like almost two hours recording. So it's not like we yeah. didn't. We uh, talked about the meaning of life and we settled that. Yeah. Right? I mean, we discovered. We gave the winning, winning lotto numbers. Yeah, exactly. We like gave we, those out. It was out. amazing. We should have played yeah. those numbers, man. <laughs> <laughs> We had uh, Joe Rogan come by. And we, uh, <laughs> he called us awesome. Yeah. yeah. He said uh, the best show ever to happen since JRE. So but I guess know. we'll never. Well, You'll yeah, never get to hear that. Um, no, there, there's a chance that it might be saved, but we need to consult somebody who who actually little, knows what the fuck. they're doing. Well, you know, I was going to say somebody with more experience <laughs> since you said it. Uh, I'll just go with that. <laughs> Yeah, so it's uh, so it's somewhere. I'm sure we can recover it, but because uh, there seems to be like a track where it shows like the length of it and everything. So I think we have it somewhere. We just got to figure it out. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so that's why we didn't release the prior week, and then last week, uh, Drew was sick, and I didn't want to get sick. So yeah. Um. So yeah. I'm, uh, so I'm here glad. we are. We didn't yeah. go away. Yeah. yeah. So I haven't gotten like sick right around this time is when I start to get sick, man. Oh, really? So I'm like really. You know, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not in the clear because you know we still have a few weeks before like the actual. Usually, it's around weather change when like I get sick. Yeah. So like, once when it starts to get cold, 
but it's still warm during the day. Like it just fucks with me. So yeah, yeah. I uh, I often get like uh, si- like sinus colds. Not sinus yeah. colds are like allergies when we have severe weather changes, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's poetic justice because I used to make fun of people who got allergies when I was in high school and college. Yeah, I used to be you're just weak. You're just <laughs> <laughs> be stronger. You're just man. mentally weak. <laughs> just decide you're not sick, right? And uh, I don't know. It was um, now I get it. And uh, but you know, in general, I don't really get sick that that often. Like yeah. like the sniffles. Like some people just get sick and they just stay sick. Like my my I have a sister who, you know, I think she was sick like the first two years of college. Like she just was perpetually Jesus. like like had you know the flu. Then just like she would have these colds that would last yeah. a month. And I'm just thinking, most of the time when I get sick, I'm like sick for two. Yeah. Like if I'm really sick three days and then I'll have like a week's worth of residual, like getting, you know, like, yeah. um, but then it's done. Um, you know, I, I, I pride myself in having a really strong immune system and I, I, uh, I accredit it to, uh, growing up, uh, with, uh, beans on the st- stove that <laughs> never made it into the fridge. Right. That is so funny, dude. Cause that was the same thing with me. Like my grandma, and back then I didn't know better, but now in retrospect, I'm like, how come I never fucking died of this? But <laughs> <laughs> my grandma would get up like at the crack of dawn, mm-hmm. 3, 4 a.m., Yeah, take out the chicken from the freezer, and it would sit there until 5 p.m., Yeah, and then she would cook it. And Wait, you're not supposed to do that? Well, <laughs> you're not supposed to let it get room temperature. Oh, okay. But... I guess like well that's what that's what I've read and like you know yeah, I mean I, 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 it's a serious question I didn't know yeah no I guess yeah. you're supposed to cook it once it's cool but you're not supposed to let it get ab- above a certain temperature uh, okay. uh, so like I don't know I don't know the number but let's say like you can't let it get past 45 degrees oh, okay. and by the time like my grandma would cook it at 5 o'clock it was like 80 degrees. It was degrees. like 80. It yeah. was half cooked. <laughs> <laughs> it was walking again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like back then, obviously, I didn't make anything of it. But now I'm like, I think back and I'm like, wow, man. Yeah. I, it was one of two things. Either my immune system got stronger because of that or uh-huh. this whole like cook it under 45 degrees thing is bullshit. Or, you, know you, I mean? or you just got statistically lucky. Yeah. And it never affected you. <laughs> you know, growing up, I lived, I was the youngest of six kids. Yeah. And there was a small time there when all six of us lived there. And I remember going to the fridge and my mom used to buy six gallons of milk at a time. Damn. So she'd go to she'd go shopping on Sunday night. Right. To like Sam's Club or whatever. Yeah. I think it was called Price Club back then. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, she would buy, you know, three of the, three of those two gallon packages. Right. Yeah. The ones that come. Yeah. Yeah. They're like boxes. Right. Yeah. And so we had a whole shelf dedicated to milk. Because Damn. you know that's how that's how many gallons of milk will fit, right, in one shelf in a standard fridge. And when we would get to Wednesday or Thursday, we would have to go buy like two, like two, two to four more gallons. Damn, really? Depending on how you know how 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 heavy we went into it. Right? Are you guys like a milk family, where like you have milk for dinner, milk for breakfast? We used thing? to we used to pound milk. I guess. Really? I mean, there were six of us, right? So yeah. Because before you move on, like uh, at one point. In my family, it was nine of us. So it's nine kids. Yeah. Some of them adopted and whatever, you know. So it was nine kids plus two cousins that we had living there plus my mom and her husband, which is my stepdad. Yeah. And, like, we used to get four or two uh, – four four gallons, actually. Yeah. So two of the, you know, two two-pack or whatever. And that would last us a week. So really? for you guys being six – Yeah, we must have just been, like, milk fiends because yeah. I remember drinking, like, like – 
big cups of milk for sure. Oh, uh, see, um, we never did that. Like, yeah. I never grew up drinking a glass of milk. Milk always for us was like for cereal. Like I remember, <laughs> now it would now it would cause havoc. But I remember sitting in like eating beans with tortillas and milk. What? Yeah, that's it crazy. Was like, it was like oh, it's like that, diarrhea like, waiting to happen, dude. Now, yeah, definitely. Like that would be like uh, we're not leaving the house for a couple of days. But and as a kid, when your stomach, you know, is invincible, Damn. we would we would tear into milk. So yeah, um, and I thought that was normal, right? I would go to other people's houses and look in their fridge. Right, because yeah. I was a kid that would that look like another. Thing I was a kid that would just look in other people's fridges, right? <laughs> and I'd be like, they'd have like a half gallon, and yeah. I'm like, bro, you need to get some milk up in this month. <laughs> bro, <laughs> you're out of out. milk. <laughs> they're like, it's a full, it's a full thing. <laughs> yeah, but like, what are you gonna do after tomorrow? Because <laughs> yeah. it's gonna be gone by tonight, right? <laughs> we used to, um, but also the other thing too was that we were that house that everybody's friends came to. So it wasn't just uh, us pulling on it. Yeah. It was also, like you know, friends. Yeah. yeah, it would show up. And yeah, quote unquote friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, we were support. You know, we we had like a like a whole like a menagerie of kids that would Damn. we were probably feeding at that point. But, um, but anyways, so with, with when you have a ho- so imagine you take up a whole shelf for milk. Yeah. In a side by side fridge, there's not a whole lot of room for additional things. So when my mom would make beans, which there was always beans, right? Yeah. They just lived on the stove. They never uh, made it to the fridge. Yeah. Right? My mom, like, you got... So, just to give you an idea, my mom would says that she used to go through a dozen eggs a day. Every morning. Damn. Right? Six kids, two eggs each. Sense, yeah. Plus, like, uh, chopped uh, onions and tomatoes. Yeah. And it was just enough for all of us to eat plus them. Right? Because remember, they used to have to eat too. Shit. Right? Because the parents. Um, so, a dozen eggs every day. Right? Um, so, my mom would make beans. She would make a ton of them because, you know... Yeah. They weren't going to last very long. Right. But they never left the stove. Yeah. And so there was like this constant like like hey, did you heat did you did you uh boil the beans? Yeah. Right? And you you know, think about that. Like we have I have a sister-in-law who grew up in a, you know, in a different culture. Yeah. Quote unquote culture. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she couldn't believe that we wouldn't put the beans in. It was like, well, I mean, we that's why we heat them up. Yeah. So that they don't go bad. Uh and if you think about it, like before there was refrigerator refrigeration, what did people do? Right. right, they just left things out. They left things out, and they yeah. boiled them to keep them to keep them healthy. Yeah, I mean, we do we do something similar, and I don't think it was because of lack of space. Maybe it is. I, I'd have to ask my mom, but it was more probably just custom, right? Yeah, because I think it was. Uh, I don't know if you guys were like uh, sit as a family and eat, but like we weren't that because like growing up, like everyone obviously had different schedules. My mom wasn't one to like, uh, she wasn't a a Mm -hmm. stay at home mom. She worked, you know what I mean? And, uh, and so like everyone had jobs, like at the fucking tender age of like 14 or 15, everyone was like, you know, bagging groceries or working at, you know, McDonald's or whatever the case is. So like we all had different schedules. So my mom would make the food and then just leave it on the stove. Right. And it stayed there until she got home. So, uh, she worked like two or three jobs, depending. Sometimes she would do two jobs, sometimes she would do three jobs. Mm-hmm. She'd come home like at midnight, and then you know, and we didn't leave it out because we were like, you need to put it away, but because we were like, oh, she's gonna eat when she comes home. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things where it was like, it just stayed out until it was gone. Yeah. And then we just washed the dishes and then redid it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I don't think we. I don't remember very many meals. Like I don't have memories of just sitting around like, hey, it's time for dinner. Come, yeah. come. You know, <laughs> I remember a lot of us eating at the same time because right. you know. But um, but yeah, my parents worked a ton too, and so sometimes it was just us kids. Yeah. Um, uh, I remember my sister Maribel having to be um, 
she was responsible for feeding us. <laughs> she was yeah. She was only like thirteen or fourteen years old when I was a you know baby, and uh, you know it was just incredible. But um, but there's also something about like, for example, if my if if I go somewhere where they are making pozole mm-hmm. or birria or menudo, any of those three. If it just got done being made, I don't want it. <laughs> yeah. Because too fresh. Yeah, exactly. It's I like need it to be reheated minimum <laughs> of tw- two times before I want before I'm interested in really eating it because probably because there's bacteria in there and it's breaking down. Yeah. Like the meat gets more tender, it yeah. soaks up more of the of whatever the it is you put in there. Yeah. That by the second or third time, yeah. and so that's maybe the day ne- the next day. Yeah. It tastes so much better to me. Yeah. Then it does right off, like after it's freshly prepared. Yeah, I definitely feel that way with birria. Uh, I don't know about menudo or pozole, but I, with birria, I do feel that way. Uh, where I'm like, it always tastes better after. It's like yeah. half digested already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So and that's, that's what makes us strong. <laughs> All those bacteria don't have a chance. Yeah. You know? yeah, that's so crazy, man. Yeah, that's insane. Well, yeah, I mean, we were just watching that TV show with, like, Bill Maher, and that guy came on talking about how, like... Uh, people are fragile. People are becoming more and more fragile because, like, moms or parents, I should say, like, you know, disinfect everything so you don't give your kids... Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't expose your kids to, like, bacteria or other things so, like, your immune system becomes weaker, which is yeah. makes complete sense to me. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, yeah. Like uh, my my uh, brothers, uh, my brother and sisters all had the same pediatrician, and the, yeah. he used to say, "Hey, you got to let that kid walk around, you know, crawl around in the dirt. It makes them stronger. Yeah, it makes them. It makes their immune system stronger. That's pretty. That that it's just common sense, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yes and no. Like, well, I think that like like everybody wants to keep their kids clean, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, but yeah. It, it makes sense once you explain it that way to me, but uh huh. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Um. Anyway, what were we talking about prior to all this? Uh, I think we were talking about Halloween. Uh, it's coming oh, up on yeah. Wednesday. That's right, and then election day. Election day. Uh, yeah. the Dodgers are pretty much destroyed at this point. Oh God. The yeah. they uh this is their they one got shot. destroyed in uh, game five. I mean, I don't think back. they'll come back from that, man. Uh, they might win one more game, but I think they're pretty much done. That was heartbreaking. I didn't even get to see the the end of that uh, yeah. that one, but I just seeing the score and I was just like, "Oh God, what happened?" Yeah. And then the Lakers are are comfortably mediocre at this point. <laughs> it's still early yeah. though, so we'll yeah, see how that's still goes. early. I see. Um, and let's check in on the Rams here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we have the TV on, but um, we're recording during the Rams Packers game, and. We'll, uh, do we have a score? No. Uh, yeah, we're losing ten to zero. Oh, okay. So Aaron Rodgers is. It's not horrible. Ten zero is uh two possessions. Uh, two, yeah, two Just, possessions. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, somebody was asking me if I thought you know because the Rams are so good. I go, you can't. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is he's one of those guys you just can't count out, right? right? Like he'll. He'll drag this team to victory just yeah. just on principle. Yeah, Rodgers and fucking Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's how you'll know if they are, they're actually good or not. The Rams, you know what I mean? Because 
let's be real. Like, they are good. Don't get me wrong. I think they're an exceptional team, but I think they're still young, so, like, they need a little more experience on their side. Yeah. And, like, facing someone like the Packers or, like, the Patriots is going to be the real test of, like, can they actually – can they go to the Super Bowl and go up against, like, a fucking quarterback who's been – like in, against the Brady. Yeah, exactly. Right, because that's probably what's going to happen. Anyway. Exactly. Um, yeah, because, you know, if you look at if you look at the season so far, the, their biggest test has been the Seahawks. Yeah. And the Seahawks put 40 on them. Yeah. I think it was the score. Yeah, and exactly. so it was like they have plenty of defense, but mm-hmm. they were having, you know, this is considered one of the best defensive lines in, mm-hmm. the, in the in the league. Then how, how, did Se- how did the Seahawks put so many points on the board, right? Yeah. So yeah. it shouldn't have been close, but – We'll see, man. I'm not. I'm no football expert, but yeah, same. Uh, I, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day at at, at uh, and they were saying, hey, you know, they, they were you know a huge uh, Brady hater, <laughs> and I'm not necessarily like I pull for Brady just because I'm I'm just impressed by him. Yeah. Right. Like, dude, you know, if and then they're, and they're, the guy was like, oh, I hate Brady and this and that. And I yeah. Go, I go and I asked that guy, I go, would you put money on him? He's like, no way. And I'm like, I go, so you hate Brady more than you love your money? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Because I would put my money on Brady yeah. every time, man. Well, that's yeah, that that's very true, man. Um, yeah, he's one of those people that I love to hate, kind of like Joe Rogan. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, they're just so good. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's your heel. Yeah. Another person that I love to hate is Bradley Cooper because he's also he's he's talented. He's good looking. He's uh, he's funny. Like he came up in the uh, as an actor. He came up as a Com- comedic actor oh really yeah so he did a lot of like like wedding crashers he did uh, yeah that's right he wasn't it what's that fucking movie i always forget the name of it uh wet hot american summer oh really yeah. i don't remember that movie yeah he's in that um, i mean i don't remember him being in that movie yeah yeah so so yeah so like he came up in that whole thing man and like he's you know he's he obviously has shown now that he can fucking sing because he's in that one movie star stars born a star is born oh is he really singing in that i guess yeah i guess he sings in so it's, Granted, not, en- it's not enough that he's, he's yeah uh, he's uh classically <laughs> handsome yeah and successful he has to he has to be able to sing too yeah if he comes out with a like a, a grammy album <laughs> <laughs> I will lose my shit. I'll lose my yes. shit. I will lose my <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, so he he's got it all, man. He's got the whole package and that's why I hate him. And I heard he's the nicest guy on earth, so like Really? That yeah. makes it worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish he was terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess he's like the the nicest guy ever and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> like we have nothing on him. Run for president already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So I mean that that's all obvious. I hope the audience knows that it's all in good fun. Like I, I just love to hate them, but I deep down I'm like, oh, that's cool. Good for them. You know? Yeah. Um, they obviously worked for it. You know what I mean? Like Tom Brady didn't just overnight become. No kidding, right? You know, and Joe Rogan sucked at comedy for so many years. <laughs> 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 he still sucks but i'm just kidding you'll never hear this um <laughs> uh, no but i've seen some clips where i was like oh this isn't funny you know what <laughs> you know what i was thinking about like you know like in january we, we've talked about what are we going to do with the podcast right do we yeah. do we uh do we let it go do we keep it going and, you know and we we take on different challenges yeah or do we start something completely new we could you know a podcast that might uh get um big numbers just just on the name would be like joe rogan i hate joe rogan (laughs) i hate joe rogan podcast where it's just us like 
<laughs> yeah. Like being jealous and hating yeah. on Joe Rogan <laughs> in the hopes that like people like, you know, yeah. like they type in Joe Rogan and they hear it and it becomes like this cult thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, there's those there's all those podcasts that do like like reviews of Game of Thrones. Like they'll break down an entire episode over the course of three ep- three podcast ep- episodes. I can do that for the West Wing. And all the Star Trek shows. Well, there is one for the West Wing, right? I know. I yeah. hate it though. Oh, I really? can't stand it. Oh, okay. Because they're uh, they're too PC. Oh. Okay. And they they, I don't mind being PC, mm-hmm. but they're holding a show that was on twenty years ago up to the standards Today's of today. Standards, yeah. And I'm uh, just like, dude, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're like we were just talking about this off air, like Matt TV would not get on air today like not, what it was back then not the way yeah i did i recently so i recently discovered matt tv for, yeah. for you know we were having a conversation was uh so i've been watching a lot of these youtube clips and i'm a i'm a long time saturday night live fan yeah since a kid i like i remember i think my ninth birthday i got a, a tape of like of yeah. uh, the best of saturday night live 1989 or whatever yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> and i watched it over damn and, and so that was like um Wayne's World and yeah, yeah. all that stuff, right? So, um, and so I'm I'm di- I'm deeply in the Saturday Night Live camp, right? I yeah. still watch it; it's like a tradition. Um, but I've been I've never really watched Mad TV, mostly because I was always watching that or just yeah. never really caught it. So now that I'm watching, I'm like, damn, these guys are funny in a yeah. different way. Yeah, yeah they yeah. were really edgy though. Oh, for sure, really edgy. Yeah. Um, but they were. It was like, dude. I mean. It, you could see like their minds think differently. Yeah. Right. Like oh this uh, this is also comedy. This is a different. Right. Like it's like this is Spanish to like your more English. Punk rock. Right? Like yeah uh, yeah, um, but you're right. They would. Uh, I don't know if a, uh, maybe HBO. Yeah, maybe right? maybe like, HBO. Like a like one of those cable channels that are you know they're still edgy, right? Like look at yeah. Bill Maher, right? Yeah, he got, still. They does they shut down his show on on regular TV and then yeah. HBO. T- think about when they took that they took that risk back then too right like yeah when the, when you you didn't say, people didn't say shit like that all yeah all the time right yeah yeah man it's uh you know it, it's a good show i liked it but yeah like you can't compare it to today's standards like you can't hold those comedians uh to today's standards and yeah. be like well why'd you do that back then it's like well back then it was fine and it was paving the way you yeah. know what i mean and like just doing alternative comedy so i i agree with that and same with like tv shows like the west wing i've never seen it i've seen like one or two episodes yeah. but like you know i don't i don't remember seeing but even if i did see something that like today would be offensive i would be like huh i'm not gonna watch this show you know what i mean it's like back well, then it was different here's a perfect example right so there's there's this one sh- there's this one episode where um leo mcgarry who's the white house chief of staff is mm-hmm. being uh going in front of a a hearing of senators over some lie or whatever. And he's basically like putting on a show where he's they're they're answering his questions and, and then like he'll he'll hold his hand over the mic and pretend he's talking to his lawyer and mm-hmm. but what he's really doing is like flirting with the lawyer mm-hmm. in front of Congress. Yeah. Why so they can't hear him. <laughs> and they're like, Oh, that takes away her agency and this and that and I'm just thinking Maybe <laughs> Maybe. But yeah. it, it it I don't like it because it it proposes the fact that men and women are not never ever flirt in right, real life. Right. And in, in and and that happens all the time in real life, even in the White House. I mean it never happens to me, but Well 
women don't flirt with. <laughs> That's because also you work from home. You got you and Rocky. You got Rocky to flirt with. That's true. Fuck. I think Rocky's over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. But you're right, though. There is a lot. I mean, there's that fine line, man. Because like, I, I. There is shit out there that you're just like, man, this is this is too much PC. Like, I think there should be a little bit of freedom there. But then then. It's one of those things, man, where one bad apple, like, one person ruins it for the rest, where, like, one person interprets something that they think is, like, edgy, and the, or, you know, as edgy, mm-hmm. but in reality, it's just plain out racist. And they're like, no, this is funny because blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, man, that's not, like, funny at all. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's certain, like, unspoken restrictions. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like, uh... I don't know, like the N word, you know what I mean? Like you don't go out in public and, and like as a white person or a brown person, like say it, uh, black people can. And same with like Mexicans, like we can say wetback, but like, you know, you can't like, I don't know. I just, and it also depends on the context. You know what I mean? Like it depends on the context of like how you use that word. So it's, it's really, but I think, and that's where I think like, you should really stop using that word now. (laughs) <laughs> well, uh, that's where I think it, it uh, what separates the, uh, you know, the amateur, like, comedians from, like, because, dude, honestly, and you know this, but, like, those comedians that are really successful is because they're really smart. You know what I mean? Like, they understand psychology and they understand how people work and, like, what they react to and how to, like, guide people through their story. Mm-hmm. It's not someone just up there who's just telling a joke. It's not someone who's just, like... Hey, here's a setup. Now the punchline. Here's another setup. Now the punchline. Like it's deeper than that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it, you'll get laughs if you just tell dumb jokes like over and over and over. But like, there's no longevity. Uh, there won't be no like longevity there as far as like your career goes. You yeah. know what I mean? As a comedian, like, you know, there's this um, there's this uh group called the Dry Bar. Have you ever heard of them? No, I, I think I think mentioned so. them before. Um, they're basically a I don't know if they're a group, but there's like this YouTube channel for sure, oh. and it's all they feature comics that are that are uh, that are clean. Like they oh yeah, I think you told me. Yeah, and so they don't uh, they don't they don't swear right, mm-hmm. um, and they they will joke they will make sexual jokes, but like on the fringes. Yeah, like they never like it's more like it's more in your imagination. Yeah, like they they they'll make an inference, but they don't. It's it's safe for work type of thing, yeah. type of comedy. And at first, I was like, "Oh well, this is going to be terrible." Not <laughs> 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 a single F word in this thing. <laughs> but I I actually admire them away because it's it, it they they're purposely making their life a little life a little harder. But then when I start to think, you know, I've said this before. I I I, I have always um, said that I wanted to. Um, I've always considered doing stand up, and I wonder, I go. Um, I don't know how I would feel about getting up on stage and and just swearing my mouth off because even on here yeah. I I hold my tongue a lot. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so it's like people that know me, they're like, "Wow, you're really clean it up." And I go, <laughs> "I know," because the second I get on the mic, I'm like, uh, I I start to get conscious about it. Yeah. Uh, because I I realize that, um, I, I I don't know. There's something there's something that happens to me, and so I wonder if I ever did get the get the balls to get up on stage. Yeah. Would I be more of a clean comic versus a a uh, foul mouth comic, uh, yeah. I, I, 
or just a regular comic. Right. Say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just a regular. Just a regular comic. Yeah. That's uh. Yeah. That's crazy. I have a friend who does comedy, and he does. Uh, dude, I some of his stand up is like dirty, man. Like, like e- even I'm like cringing. It's not like funny to me because I'm like, oh, dude, like you took it too far. <laughs> but that's his whole thing. Yeah. But then on the other hand he has a career <laughs> and i don't even know if these people know about this but he has a career in the church circuit oh so, really yeah so i guess like a lot of like faith-based comedians or like clean comedians yeah they make a bulk of their money doing church circuits yeah uh and you know and so like i guess he he tours the country doing like churches and stuff man yeah. so i'm like I, I when i found out about that i was shocked because i was like i've seen your stand-up <laughs> It's not suitable for work right. uh, and let alone church, you know what I mean? <laughs> I like, no kidding, right? Like so I think I think you're either you're either or or, or either you're one or the other, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um because if I think the most important part to a successful comic is people that are genuine. Yeah. And if you're genuine, that's who you are and you're not that not that that's you have to be exactly who you are because uh, all comedy is a little bit of an exaggeration. Yeah. It is a it's hyperbole on who you actually are, yeah. right? So you you're gonna tend to go in one extreme or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, you've seen comics that are dirty and try to go clean, yeah, and it just doesn't work, right? Because that's not who they are. Exactly, it's not what they're known for. But at the same time, you have co- you know comics that are that are that can work clean. It opens up an avenue because they can be they can be they can get a, a production deal mm-hmm. for a show. Yeah. Right. Think sure. Seinfeld, think, you know, rain, um, everybody hates Raymond. Yeah. Um, I don't think Ray Romano was that clean, super clean comic, but he yeah. was clean enough where he could clean it he, up yeah. enough to where they could sell it as like, Oh look, here's this family man. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then the exact opposite is uh, Bob Saget. Yeah. Bob Saget. <laughs> yeah. And he's still got a show and he's still got a show, <laughs> right? Where he was America's pot- yeah. daddy, yeah. but he's the most foul mouth comic I've ever yeah. met or not. I've never met him, but I've seen, I, yeah. he came to UC Berkeley one time and did a show and I'm thinking, Hey, it's the, it's the full house guy. And he made, <laughs> he went deep. <laughs> like Damn. he made, he made jokes about the Olsen twins. <laughs> I mean, he went like, Oh my God, you, you, did you really just like Danny Tanner? What happened? Like Danny Tanner on heroin. Yeah. Well, I mean, I bet he just wasn't big enough as a comedian to where like, they could be like, Oh, we can sell this like mm-hmm. him as a dad. Right. You know what I mean, like, I think if he would have had like a, a crazy, awesome national tour, fucking stadiums career, they wouldn't yeah. have cast him on Full House. They would have yeah. been like, no, clearly, there's no way. Yeah, exactly. Right, like Joey Diaz, right? He has trouble yeah. getting certain yeah. things because he's actually his uh, his special comes out this week on. Netflix, oh, nice. By the way. Uh, Adam Sandler's came out. I haven't seen it. Really? Yeah. Is he was he a stand up? Because I know he was. Yeah. I know he was a sketch comic, but yeah. So he did. He stand-up. started as a stand up. Oh, okay. Yeah, and. And then he did a lot of sketch stuff, like, uh, you know, just independently, and then he got on SNL. But, yeah, he just got his new stand-up special, and I guess it's pretty good, man. All right, so, I look forward to that. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'm going to check it out maybe tonight or tomorrow. Right. But, yeah, man. I wonder, we should, like, we should, like, do some sort of, like, open mic, man. Yeah, you know what? I said I wanted to do it last year. Yeah. Right? And I, I chicken-shitted I chicken <laughs> my way out of it. And, you know... 
this the new year is fastly approaching. Yeah. And I feel like I need to get up there and just and just do it. Yeah. Right. And just say, I did it. It was terrifying. I'll yeah. never do it again. <laughs> but I got up there one time at least. Yeah. Right? To be able to, to put that pin in my hat, because I mean, even this show, right? Uh, we've had this conversation, but um, part of the reason this show came to to fruition was because. I was missing. I was a I was a, a band geek in high school, and I used to lo- I used to love the the um, um, having to to get up and perform. Right, I loved yeah that feeling. Um, not just the actual performance, but being you know anticipating it, practicing for it, um, and knowing that it was something that I had to be prepared for. Right, uh, and then actually going through the steps, and then that feeling afterwards, like yeah, we did it. Yeah. You know? Um, and I missed that, right? At first, I thought it was I was missing playing my trumpet. Mm-hmm. I miss I was missing being in a band, you know, a band geek. Yeah. Uh, but what I realized was I'm just missing having some sort of performance to do. And in a way, this is this is the same. This this podcast is a performance every time we get mm-hmm. on here. Yeah. Um, it's just us two guys talking, but uh, you know, you got to be a little bit conscious of what you're saying. I feel like we've improved dramatically every time that we get on the mic. Yeah. You know, we don't we don't have the vocal pauses like we did in the beginning. Yeah. We're much more fluid on the microphones. I I think. Yeah. I hope. I think so. I think so. I think it's gotten better. I I know I've gotten better and uh I think part of part of, of the reason why I've gotten better just with my acting career too is this podcast that I can't give you all the credit. But <laughs> <laughs> No, but uh some of it is that when you're on stage, uh, it takes a long time to get rid of like bad habits, and some of them are like nervous uh, habits, and one of them being like uh a lot, right. like trying to fill the air with like uh you know what I mean, and so doing so that's a double that's like the 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 con of like doing stage performances whether you're doing it as improviser or a stand-up like you don't want to hear silence you know and like i think that's one of the things that i'm learning and i I don't think i'm there yet but like i'm starting to come to terms with like silence is okay as long as you're committed you Mm -hmm. know what i mean and and early on, I felt like if I don't hear laughs, like I panic and then shit gets even worse because like the moment you panic, the audience can read through your bullshit and they know that you're nervous and like now they're uncomfortable watching you be nervous and it just becomes worse and worse. And then, you know, because you hear more silence, you say more uhs and ums and like you're trying to fill dead, you know, like silence or whatever. And uh, and that carries over to your acting. And so when you're auditioning for a TV show, when you watch TV shows or movies, you never, hardly, unless it's with intention, you hardly ever hear actors do uh or um. They're always clean dialogue, then cut to the other person that delivers their dialogue, cut back to the other person. But you hardly, unless, like I said, it's with intention, like written that way. Right. Um, but yeah, so I feel like this podcast has helped me with that, like trying to get rid of that. I still do it, but... You know, I'm a little more conscious of it now. So, like, sometimes when we're, like, chatting or doing our po- our podcast, that's in the back of my head. I'm, like, try to eliminate the ums and the us, you know. Same here. I will literally find myself, like, swallowing them, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're coming out of my mouth yeah. at any moment. Yeah. And soup, 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah, man. But uh, they don't always can't get caught. But <laughs> I I do my best. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was not intentional. That was I know. Straight up came out. I mean, we're still gonna do it, but the other thing. Do it right now. No. Uh. <laughs> So changing the conversation a little bit, going back to like what this podcast is about. Oh, yeah. It's about like not being a fat ass. Yeah. <laughs> You're frowning now that we might, we might <laughs> This was going so well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm rare I'm very proud of uh myself because I uh I've been lifting, you know. I told you I've been I've been uh lifting weight and my bench press has gotten a pretty pretty good man so about a week ago i was able to bench press 225 three times oh wow. unassisted so i'm like very very proud of that so yeah. i'm like i'm starting to get excited getting swole getting swole bro well you know i've always said that like i'm not like the biggest fan of gyms because it just feels i feel like i need a challenge meaning like mm-hmm. um like going against time or like running three miles with an X amount of time. Like that excites me, you know, playing a soccer match where you're competing that excites, excites me. But like, uh, just lifting weights to me feels like I'm not being challenged. But now that I'm like progressing in my weight, like in sense, in the sense of like the weight that I'm lifting now, I'm like, Oh shit. Like this feels like a challenge. Cause now I'm like, I wonder if I could do, five reps mm. at 225 it's like you start you start competing against your weaker self exactly right like that punk ass bitch <laughs> that used to only be able to lift 185 yeah. yeah exactly dude and so like now i'm starting to get into that in my head where i'm like okay i can see myself weightlifting regularly because yeah like now i'm like oh last time i did 225 three times i want to do it five times now like even if i get to four that's not good enough i want to do it five times you know, and that's something that, like, now I'm starting to get excited about. And I went, I lifted this morning um, because I just, uh, another thing that I'm doing is I was unable to complete those challenges that I wanted to do this over October, primarily because of work shit. But, uh, but either way, I don't, it's not like I raged, you know, it's not like I went down a fucking binge uh, where I just drank for five days or whatever, but uh, even then, so like I've challenged myself to like uh, go thirty days leading up to Thanksgiving. So I started uh, the twenty twenty second. That's weird. Yeah, somehow the twenty second of October is thirty days from Thanksgiving, which might be the twenty third. I don't know. Somehow it made sense in my head where I was like, "Oh, this is thirty days. This is when I'm gonna start." So like. I'm doing no carbs and doing uh, zero alcohol, and so today would be the seventh day. So I'm I'm about a a quarter of the way there almost. So, but it's been easy, man, because I've been keeping pretty busy. Last week was pretty busy for work, and and then I've been lifting every day or doing some sort of exercise. Mm-hmm. So, those are the two things that I'm really trying to do is like exercise every day and uh, and no drinking, mm-hmm. you know. So. So, yeah, so I've been able to exercise every day. I almost did an exercise on Friday, and I was, like, tired because it was kind of a long week. But I have kettlebells at home, and I was like, that's not an excuse. You know what I mean? Like, because I I was, like, negotiating with myself. I was like, well, 
I could take the day off. Like, I don't want to go to the gym because I only have street parking. So I was like, I'm going to lose my parking spot. And that's going to suck to find a parking spot and blah, blah, blah. I was like, wait a minute. I have kettlebells at home and I have a bike at home. Like, there's no excuse. There's also an Uber thing called Uber. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I was like, okay, cool. So I'm just, so I, I ended up doing kettlebells, man, which was a killer workout. And I really enjoyed it. And it's always funny how, like, you dread something so much like going to the gym or doing a workout and then after you do it it's like a, a 180 because you're like oh my god i'm so glad i did this like, why am i so dumb yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> exactly like why do i like hold my uh, why do i like not want to do this you know what i mean and and so like and i think i'm starting don't quote me on this, but I'm starting, I'm seven days in of working out every day. I've been weightlifting for on and off for like the last month and a half. Um, and now, but I've been doing it every day now. And so now I'm thinking like, I'm starting to feel where to the point where I'm like looking forward to it. Yeah. So I'm in a good place that way. Cause, uh, I never understood weight weightlifting to be honest with you. And it's a weird thing, right? When yeah. you start to really get into it, it, it's almost like you're, um, there's like this primal urge to do it. Like, yeah. Rah, yeah. I'm going to lift this shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And for me personally, I don't know if that's the case for everyone. Maybe it is. I genuinely don't know. But for me, it's about a challenge. You know what I mean? And and it, it's always been about that for me. Like, I've always like, that's why I like sports. And I've always played sports because it, it's competitive and you have a challenge. Same with like running. It's like, can I run? five miles in less than 50 minutes you know what i mean or whatever the case is and and but weightlifting i never saw that up until like now that i'm starting to get gains bro <laughs> <laughs> uh now that i'm starting to like get some gains though for real i'm like oh shit yeah okay now I, now it does feel a little competitive because now i'm like next time i go uh to the gym i want to squat 235 not 225 you know right. what i mean or I'll, like i start challenging myself and i'm and so now it's starting to become fun that's so, good yeah that's good man because um like this happens to me when like when i do my running on the on the treadmill yeah like my my sprint gets the machine up to like six six or six and a half sometimes yeah. and that's like me all out yeah going and then i'll be like oh yeah Oh, good, feel good. <laughs> and then I'll look over and there's some dude just cruising at six, six and a half. And I'm like, I'm so fuck you, man. <laughs> Trip him. <laughs> you ain't going so fast now. Huh? Sorry about your face. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I completely see what you're going for. Um, yeah, it gets, it gets addicting. Yeah. Right? Um, and it's just momentum, always momentum. But yeah, man, um, as for me, I got in the gym three times this month. I, well, not this month. This week, yeah. um, I got in the in the pool twice, and I did a. a I, I attempted a run. Uh, didn't finish it, but at least I broke the broke the rest off on the running. Nice. Um, and then as far as everything else, I feel really good, man. I I went um very, almost no carb this week. Oh wow, cool. With the exception of like, a couple things in early on, and then last night I had a, <laughs> I had the Denny's. Uh, I don't even know what they call it. It's on their two, four, six menu. It's the, a heart attack it's sandwich. It's a heart attack sandwich. <laughs> um, it was only the sandwich, right? Because it comes with fries. I took, you know, but I. It, it was uh, basically three pieces of mozzarella with a cheese with cheese on top yeah. of it, and in between two pieces of bread. Yeah, it was delicious. 
I'm not gonna. I'm not even sorry that I had it because it was. <laughs> it was like, oh my god, like they. Um, this is a thing, dude. If you love that, if you love that, you're gonna love Fat Sal's. Why? What's that? I gotta take you to Fat Sal's one. One day we'll have a cheat day. Yeah. And we'll go to Fat Sal's. Fat Sal's is middle America in one location. Like it basically. <laughs> If a foreigner was to go to Fat Sal's, they would be like, oh, I get why everyone's so fucking fat here in America. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, oh, this is what they all eat? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, so you can get a combination of different uh, different sandwiches, but uh-huh. yeah, they have shit like, uh, like uh, fries in the sandwich and like, uh, mm. what's it called? The, those things that you were talking, cheese sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to pull up the... I'm going to pull up the menu because I want to, like, read off, like, the ingredients in some of these sandwiches. They're, like, offensive. (laughs) I'm like, yo. Oh, and they have. Oh, man. They have a ton of locations. Well, not a ton, but they have enough to where I'm like, well, thought it was just, like, a thing. So, let's see. Signature Heroes. uh, Sandwiches. Fat Joey. Uh, sorry for uh, trying to find the best one. Yeah. Um. So, anyways. Um. Being- oh, here you go. I have one. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. So this is called the Fat Texas. It's barbecue pastrami brisket, chicken fingers, mozzarella sticks, crisp bacon. Grilled onions, melted cheddar and mozzarella fries, mayo, honey barbecue, on a on a garlic hero bread. Jeez, <laughs> it sounds terrible and amazing all at once. It's like, wait a minute. That's why I'm saying, man, this stuff is like insane. When you have it, you feel like you automatically get like diabetes. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I went to this place called. Um uh, they have a couple locations, but there's one in downtown Pomona called uh, El Dia de los Puercos. I sent you a link. To <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. So, just to be clear, El Dia de los Puercos, not Muertos, Puercos. <laughs> and I thought, oh, this must be like... It's uh, the Day of the Pigs. The Day of the Pigs, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> they were like, come in, we got you, we got your seat right here. They right. saw you pull up and they were like, oh, he's coming here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They were like, oh, yeah, for sure. He's coming in. I'm like, no, I'm not. Let me see your menu. <laughs> All right, you talk me into it. <laughs> um, no, but it's like a an East L.A. themed restaurant. I yeah. thought it was going to be like a, kind of like a paleo like pork thing. Yeah. Um, But anyway, I had their burrito called El Homie, right? Yeah. And the burrito had a um it was it was a decent burrito but they up they up the yummy factor by mm. putting um two eggs in it like uh, oh, with damn. the with the yolk oh, broken shit. up so it like yeah. soaks in to all of it damn let me tell you man that's going to be my go to cheat meal from now on. fuck <laughs> from now on because it was it was it was tasty and then uh their salsa was really good too yeah um and uh that's on Covina or West Covina, right? I think they have yeah, I think they were saying that they might have closed the one in West Covina, but they had uh, I guess they have a food truck and they have one in Riverside. Oh, but, okay, um, okay. 
But anyways, it was really good. Um, but it was just like the combination of stuff, and it was like, oh man, this hits like a couple of different notes on the palate. <laughs> I just never have experienced at yeah. the same time. But damn. Anyways, uh, but so last week, so this week, um, almost low carb, almost zero carb, except for again last night. Yeah. Um, and I feel okay this. I think I feel okay this morning because it, you know you have a whole week behind it. Yeah. You know, one one thing's not gonna right uh, make you feel completely the other way, but um. I I feel really good in my um uh in just general um you know I feel like I might you know just a little sharper this week um down to my feet like my toes feel different for some reason what yeah it's weird I don't know maybe That's... they were a little bit inflamed <laughs> I just didn't realize it <laughs> <laughs> this little piggy got you know lost some weight but um. <laughs> Yeah, so I feel I feel uh, I feel like really good at this morning, and it's funny because I was feeling better, but it was this morning when I woke up and I was like, "Man, I feel really good." Really? Yeah, maybe it's because I had some green last night. <laughs> 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 some cheese, some some uh, some bread covered cheese. Yeah. Uh, but no, I felt really really great this morning. Like that, like wow, I feel really rested. Um, because um, we didn't talk about this. Um, last time and you know we may they may never hear it but I was sleepwalking um, oh. a week or so ago um, and I know this because I don't remember it mm-hmm. but when I woke up in the morning there was a um, an aspirin bottle full of water oh that's right that I tried to drink out of yeah. for some reason <laughs> or, trying to kill yourself bro <laughs> uh, I think I was maybe trying to take an aspirin for some reason yeah um, and uh and I was trying to get water, and I think I just used the the pill, the like I thought the cup was in my hand. Oh my god! And I must have I filled it, and then like, I ma- it looks like I made multiple attempts because there was water everywhere. Wow. Um, I don't remember any of it. I vaguely remember trying to get water and then failing, but I don't remember the aspirin bottle. Uh, and so that scared me a little bit, and I was <laughs> yeah. like, I need to try something. A little I think that was just, I wasn't getting really good sleep. Yeah. And I think that was more like a, like, I, I don't know. So, um, I slept really good all this week. And last night I woke up this morning, like feeling like, you know what, man, I feel oh, like really good. Yeah. Really good. So, uh, I just kind of keep it going. Uh, let's see where it goes. Um, so I, I didn't do, uh, like, I, I, I like an alley carnivore. Yeah. But I had a couple. So my, my mornings this, this month. Uh, this week were eggs, scrambled eggs with um, chopped diced, diced uh, onions, tomato, and jalapeno pepper. Damn! Right? Oh, sounds amazing. Bro. And then with coffee, yeah. That was my, those were my mornings. And then I was I I found I think I, I went to Costco and I think they mislabeled one of their packages because I got like this package of like four really thick steaks like yeah like that thick. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm making like a two inch thing here. Yeah. Um, for like twenty four bucks, so Damn. it came to like three something uh thing. I'm almost, I'm almost wondering if like maybe the butcher has mislabeled that on purpose to like pick up themselves, and I found it. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but I had that um with um like a whole avocado. I like the same way I I prepared the eggs in the morning with yeah. the diced uh, onions, tomato, and and uh, pepper. Yeah. I, I used the mocajete to make guacamole. Nice. And then I served that. And so I had that with the steak like three times this week. 
damn it was really good. That's awesome, dude. <laughs> it was really good. Yeah. And it, it really sustained my hunger. Like, I didn't feel... Like, I felt satisfied. Like, aside from feeling full, it really um, hits like a... Like, it satisfies a craving mm-hmm. that I can't describe. Yeah. Right? For um, sure. And, and I sure did get hung... Like, for example, the the night... Was it Friday night when we had... Uh, when they were playing 18 innings in Dodger game? Yeah. I think I had that steak, like, at 4 in the afternoon. And around 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock, whenever the game was up, I was like, I'm hungry. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But I was able to be like, you know, I'm just going to go to bed. Yeah. Right. I'm hungry, but I'm not like freaking out over right. it. Right. So, exactly. Um, so I'm definitely going to lean towards more. Um, what kind of steak cut was it? Do you, you remember? Know, I wish I would have remembered. Um, was it fatty? It was. Nice. It had like a big, like a thick thing around it. Oh, so it was probably a New York strip. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. It was cheap though. I don't know. Yeah. For because it was twenty four dollars, and I got four of them. And, and I'm telling you, they were like two inch cuts. Yeah, those are generally a little cheaper than uh, ribeyes, but uh, mm-hmm. you it still sounds like you got a yeah. deal somehow. And I put them on the grill. Damn. I, I barbecued them. So. Shit, dude. Yeah. That sounds bomb. Yeah, getting hungry right now. I know. <laughs> I'm like my water, my water, my mouth got water, <laughs> my water. <laughs> so yeah, man. Just so in general, I feel really good. Um. I uh I, I have a, like a real positive mindset and I, I um I uh I'm starting a new job this week. Yeah. And I hope <laughs> it's been a little bit they've been uh we'll see tomorrow. Um yeah. and I uh you know, I realize that this is gonna be a challenge, the new challenge, right? Because I've right. had I've I've been a self employed for a long time. And now I'm gonna have to deal with like a like an actual schedule. Mm-hmm. Right. Which can be a very good thing. Yeah, but if uh, I also have to think about it, right? Because it's very easy to fall into bad habits again when you, your schedule gets like flipped, flipped upside down. Yeah. So, um, uh, my goal for this week is to continue what I've been doing this week, and then I gotta add in. I gotta. I've been kind of messing around in the pool. Yeah. And I've been messing around like I've been working out, but not really. Yeah. Putting it my my all into it. I've been kind of walking through the motions. I really gotta find that fire, and every time I hear you, because. On the last episode that we lost, you you talked about the the weight training. Yeah. When you said it last time, I was like, "Son of a bitch, he's getting a, you know he's getting strong." <laughs> and then I forgot about it. Maybe it's because I it, yeah. And I go, "All right, that's it. I gotta get. I gotta start lifting some. Yeah. I gotta get swole too." <laughs> well, the other thing too, though, like I think it's good that you feel that way, but something that really like uh, has stuck with me, and I talked about it on the other podcast that we didn't release, is. Uh, or maybe it was the one prior, but it was basically like, I heard this podcast, uh, that my friend does, or, you know, I, I don't want to call him my friend. I just know him and he knows who I am. And like, we just run into each other in the comedy scene. Mm-hmm. So I'll leave it at that. But he does a podcast and he, uh, he, uh, you know, one of the things that he said is like, even if you fucking like go to the gym and half ass it is better than not going to the yeah. gym at all. And that has always stuck with me. And that's why Friday when I didn't, when I was about to not work out, I, that, that came back to my head where I was like, man, fucking Ryan said, you know, even if I do a half workout. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to do a half workout. So I did kettlebells and squats. But once I started getting in the motion of it, I was like that. I don't know if it's competitiveness, but it's like that, that thing where I was just like, let me see how far I can go. 
Yeah. It, it was no like, let me do 20 of these and then I'll call it a day. It was like, once I was doing it, I was like, well, I'm already here. Let me just see how many I could do. I ended up doing 120 kettlebell swings and did 50 wow. squats. Oh, good for you, man. Yeah. And it was a quick workout. It, it only took me like 12 minutes to do all of that. But, you know, I was fucking shot after that. Like after that, like I felt like not like I was going to throw up. But, you know, when you're like so exhausted that you can barely catch your breath. So I was like, it was a 12 minute workout. But fuck, it was better than like sitting on my ass doing nothing. Yeah. You know, I want to get myself excited about having to peel myself out of bed limb by limb again. Because there's <laughs> there's those moments. I'm sure you've been in those yeah. moments where it's like. I am so sore because I am a badass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I am the yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Because I worked harder than everybody. <laughs> Even the rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, damn him. If the rock felt like I felt like right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. No, that's that's uh that's pretty cool though. Yeah, but so that's my whole thing right now. I'm like, oh, let me do something every day of the every day f- leading up to Thanksgiving. And that doesn't mean I'm going to go hard every day, but I know myself enough to know that if I can convince myself to get to the gym for a quote unquote half-ass workout, once I'm there, I'm going to be like, all right, let's just fucking, if if I'm here, I might as well like go hard, you know? Yeah. Uh, And what's hard to me might not be hard to other people, you know what I mean? Because to me, like getting like right now, you know, 225, but I, I mean, there's literally dudes next to me doing like 350 and that's hard 225 is no joke um because i what did i say my peak was i had 245s and 235s so that's uh 80 no that's uh, yeah that's 80 275 that's 80 pounds on each side that's 160 plus the bar so 205 was my max oh two two forty five. oh i see yeah two forty fives yeah so my max was uh has been 205 yeah so, and that was heavy. Yeah, I could do that. I could, but I could push that eight times. I don't know what my, I don't know, I don't know what my max was at that time. Yeah, because I never like. I'm sure you could have maxed like two twenty five, maybe even like two thirty five with help. Maybe yeah. like with with like. Well, if you could do eight of those, I'm sure you could do one unassisted at least. Maybe. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, I don't know what my max is. I mean, I was able to do, you know, those two twenty fivers, but. I think I could do more if I was just wanting to do one, yeah. which is what a max is, right? So I think I could do more, but, like, I don't know. I don't want to get into, like, hum- like I want to – for me, what's more exciting is that I could do eight 225 reps instead of doing, like, one rep of 250. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of, like mm-hmm. – stroking your dick around in my opinion you know what i mean <laughs> like i mean like yeah i did one of 250 that's right you know what i mean <laughs> you can't lift it <laughs> yeah like to me it's more exciting to be like oh i could do eight of these yeah my next goal would be like uh, after achieving eight reps of 225 would be like can i do eight reps of 235 you yeah. know what I mean? And, like, move up that way. There was this time when I was lifting where I think I was lifting just the 245 plates, which would have been 90 plus. It would have been, like, 135 yeah. Yeah, or something 135. like that. And I got, I mean, I remember because that, that was when I was uh, coming down from the, being 410. Yeah. And I, I I I mentioned it before. At that time, I felt like, like I've regained a lot of muscle from then. Yeah. Because back then, I felt like I had lost almost all of my muscle tone. Where... um when I started lifting again, I, I started, I had tried the four, 245s, the 135, 
and then had to go down all the way down to like 25 like so basically 95 pounds and mm. that was giving me a hard time oh wow right that's how bad it got um but i i got myself up to like doing the, the 135 to where i could do 12 comfortably and i was like i can either go up mm-hmm. or i can try to get more reps so i was doing like uh 20 reps oh at wow 135 nice and somebody told me that's a bad idea but to me it's like when you can how is it a bad idea if you can do that repetitive like if you can throw that weight around repetitively yeah that means you've got the strength to do it and then you can go up you know yeah i want to do some reading into that because to me it feels like like why is it a bad idea somebody told me i i shouldn't i don't even know remember why but i stopped doing it yeah um but to me, it's like if you can do it 30, 20 times, that means that you've got that strength. Like you've yeah. got that locked down. Yeah. Like, like you were saying, if I can do that one time, how strong? I mean, you're strong, but like there's also endurance, right? Yeah. So, I, yeah. Well, you're supposed to do light. From what I know, you're supposed to do lighter weight for endurance. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a good thing no matter what. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if you could. Yeah. And then once you're trying to do like uh, for weight, like what I'm doing, that's you're building a different type of like it's the same muscle essentially but you're building it mm-hmm. in a different way like if you do 20 reps you're building your muscles for endurance which is more athletic and if you do it like what i'm doing for weight you're building for like mass and to like lift more and be stronger you know what i mean yeah. so like i don't from what i've read man i've always heard like uh, it's good to do high reps. Well, fuck. You remember David Goggins is all about high reps, dude. Yeah, that's like so. Yeah, I mean, imagine if you saw if if you saw a guy doing two twenty five and yeah. he can do it twenty times. Yeah, I'd be, be like, very impressed. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? Yeah, <laughs> right? Mark Bell can probably do like forty of those. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but anyways, uh, we'll look into it and we'll come back with some more information on that stuff. Yeah. And uh, what else? Um. Well. I haven't been weighing myself. I didn't weigh myself this morning on purpose yeah. because okay. I was like, if I don't lose, I feel really I'm good. Pissed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll be really pissed if yeah. I didn't. Yeah. So I purposely stayed away from the scale. So we'll check in. Yeah. In, in a week or so. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. Where like I'm starting to realize how how little for me personally the scale matters. Because I'm, like, taking on different shit now where, like, I'm lifting heavy. And I've been reading a lot about that because, like, I get pissed, too, when I don't lose weight. But, like, I've been reading a lot about how, like, when you lift heavy, you obviously create more muscle mass. But not only just muscle mass, it's also technically when you're when when you feel sore, it's because you have inflammation. But that's because your body is is, like fixing your muscles so it's not inflammation from like eating sugar or bread it's like oh your body's trying to fix your fucking muscles so there is more weight there additionally in order to keep more more muscle and your muscle mass you have to drink more water Mm -hmm. so that's like another thing that like uh, based on like articles that i've read i i can't say whether they're like legit you know how fucking fitness is man some people have different opinions but like that's what wrong true to me the most i was like that makes sense that it, the more mass you have the more water you need and you know and obviously because you're what you're doing when you're lifting weights is you're damaging your body in a way that is going to fix itself to be stronger so that it can withstand 
that damage again. So that's your body essentially being like, oh, we took a fucking beating. Let's rebuild, make it a little bit stronger so that we can handle that. And so obviously the next time you go in, kind of like what I was just talking about is like, okay, last time I did 220, uh, the, you know, like 225, can I do 235 now? My body is not prepared for that. They're just like, oh, we just need to do this. We just need to be ready for what, what Wes did last time. So that's the idea of like going up and wait, right? And so, mm-hmm. yeah, so I've just been reading uh, about that and it talks about how like your body's actively repairing your, itself if you're lifting all the time. So it's really hard to like get on a scale and like know that that's accurate because some days you'll be more sore than others and the more sore you are, the more information yeah. you have and the more water you have. And so, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at, man. And like, kind of like what you just said right now, I don't want to go on this tangent, but like, um, kind of like where, what you just said, man, like I feel really good, you know, lifting weights and I feel sore and I'm like, fuck yeah. Like I'm working out, I'm eating steak and like hardly any processed food or like carbs, uh, really any. Um, and so, you know, I don't want that feeling to go away because I look at a fucking number on a scale and I'm like, I've worked so hard and I gained three pounds or I'm flat, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where where I'm arriving with with the scale and it sucks a little bit because like for the longest time this podcast has been about like hitting yeah. a number <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean <laughs> so I'm torn I'm like I don't know yeah I mean early on in this show in July when we were hit trying to hit that goal where I was trying to kill kill myself trying <laughs> to do it uh the damage that that caused in the reverse um I, I looking back I don't know if I would have done it because um it killed my momentum yeah 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 man. so um but yeah i feel good that's all that matters um i'm proud of the things that i've done in the last week or so mm-hmm. um and maybe that's the evolution of where we need to be yeah i mean maybe that's you know if i can take one thing away from this podcast is uh definitely like all the learning that i have done from like working out and like just food and diet i don't think i would have discovered the carnivore Mm -hmm. uh diet if it weren't for (laughs) if it weren't for uh for this podcast essentially because i'm like doing more and more research now you know what i mean so yeah uh and just full disclosure too i've laid off the full carnivore diet to like i'm adding a couple things to my diet but it's still pretty close to carnivore like today i had half an avocado Mm. Uh, Eat the whole thing. What the hell are you doing half with that? Well, because it was a pound and a quarter of steak. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, oh, man, I don't think I could take a whole avocado. Um, But anyway, so I'm I'm incorporating a couple of things. And that comes primarily from fear of. uh, uh, So what I've been seeing, and I don't know if I've talked about this on this on this podcast before, but like there's a lot of people who have gone full carnivore, 100 percent carnivore. And then they don't eat any veggies, anything else. And then the moment they touch a fucking vegetable and put it in their mouth, they get some excruciating pain in their stomach. Because I think their stomach gets used to, like, only meat. You know what I mean? And so I'm afraid of that, man. I'm afraid of, like... Maybe you should change your, your Instagram to LA Caveman. Because <laughs> you're, you're, you're being more paleolithic. Now. Yeah, but I'm still more, like... I'm still 95 to 97% carnivore. Sure. So, like... I don't have an avocado every day. I'll have it like once a week yeah. and it's half a one or one. Um, I'll throw a little salsa in my uh, plate for like the steak. So I'll do little things like that. But 
95 to 97 percent of what's on my plate is literally did uh, you did um sorry i didn't mean to cut you no off. you're fine that um, was basically question was um did you find your your salt intake go up when you started doing carnivore salt yeah i mean no not particular i mean i add salt to my steak but that's it um so like the last couple of days when i've been making the uh the avocado or guacamole or whatever. Yeah. My homemade guacamole and my mocajete. Yeah. <laughs> um, I found like I would salt it and I was like, that's eh, not as... And I found myself putting so much salt on that I was like, uh, maybe... May, is this normal? Because I've never made guacamole myself. Yeah. Or is there something going on with my palate to the point where I'm like, okay, this week I'm not going to add any salt just to kind of maybe reset like yeah. on the steak either. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm just going to eat it, you know... Uh, pepper. I'll do pepper, but yeah. not. I'm not. I'm gonna stay away from the salt because I feel like maybe I've pushed past the limit where like I can't taste it anymore. Right. That I need to reset. Yeah. But not that I'm afraid of salt, but mm-hmm. um, just you know, probably too much is not good. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably true. You probably need you know more. Uh, yeah. Maybe I don't know. Maybe yeah. you need some. Yeah. I don't. My know. My palate is changing though. Yeah. Um, I've noticed that like when I go drink coffee now. Um, I tried. I I was like missing something, and I went to Starbucks and I was like, "Hey, let me try your dark roast." And I was like, "Oh, nice! <laughs> this is like what I experienced before." Yeah, right? yeah exactly. Yeah, I'm like, "Oh no!" Although <laughs> I I don't like dark roast anymore. I that used to be my go to. Oh really? And now when I have it, man, I'm like, "This tastes burnt. Like this this tastes like coffee that's been sitting on a pot for three days." You know what I mean? If, to me, again. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, I, I, I completely get what you're saying because yeah. that's what it used to taste like to me. But when I had, like, I've had the dark roast before. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is too, this is too strong. Yeah. And now I'm like, maybe I've just been, maybe I've just been over consuming yeah, maybe, coffee again. Yeah, it's just palate change yeah. maybe too, you know. Yeah. Like, I know my palate has definitely changed with uh, going carnivore. Like, I've had some Cokes here and there, like, uh, when I cheat or whatever, or even when I, like, ha- went out for a drink. Uh-huh. And Coke doesn't taste the same to me, man. Like, well, first of all, I've always been a Pepsi guy. So I should tell you it was Pepsi, not Coke. Okay, this explains a lot about you. <laughs> um, but even, so like my Pepsis, dude, like when I would have a Pepsi, I'd be like, this isn't good. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And like, I would almost force it down because I'd be like, well, I'm cheating. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's part of my cheat. So I got to drink it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but deep down, I was like, this isn't that good. Not because I'm like, this isn't good for me, but it was because, like, I'm not even really enjoying this. And it's because of my palate, I feel like. Yeah. You know, so I felt that way about beans, right? Like, I, I, uh, and it's partially because my mom still makes beans when, uh, once a week or yeah. twice a week. And, uh, but she doesn't, like when we were growing up, it was pinto beans, and now they're Peruvian beans, mm. right? And it used to be manteca, and now it, then it went to canola oil, then it went to vegetable oil, then it went to olive oil. Damn. Uh, and they just—they're still good, but they just don't—they don't hit that note, that—that yeah. that flavor note that you're, you know, you have in the in yeah. your memory, right? Yeah. So either, so yeah, probably some palate change, but also literally the ingredients have changed. Yeah. Um, so who knows? Who knows? But, yeah, dude. Uh, anyways. I think um, I think this week's gonna be good, man. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, man, I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, I feel pretty good about this week. I might have to go up to San Francisco for a day on Friday, uh, just for a meeting, and then oh, and tomorrow, uh, Monday the 29th, I'm shooting uh, 
Sneaky Pete. Hey. So you can catch me on Sneaky Pete. On Amazon Prime. On Amazon Prime with executive producer Brian Cranston, better known for Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> oh, and he also did a little show called Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. I heard of that. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Giovanni Ribisi, shout out to Scientology. <laughs> He's a Scientologist. Oh, really? Yeah. See you uh, in the show? He's like the main guy. Oh, okay. It, yeah. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Oh, now wow. That, now that you're on it, I'll wow. never watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually a decent show, so check it out. I'm not just, like, self-plugging, like, oh, watch it because of me, because you don't even have to watch the third season, which is the one that I'm in, but just watch the first season. I've seen both first and second season. First season by far was the best. I was like, holy shit. Second season was – it was good, but I was like – and that is good, you know what I mean. If if you shoot that, if you shoot that show, uh, how many episodes are you gonna just just, just one? one. Um, yeah. If you shoot that episode, and then they suddenly say, you know what, we we changed their mind, we're gonna we're gonna cancel this show. Will yeah. you feel personally responsible? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's happening with uh, with Modern Family. <laughs> I was on. A, <laughs> when was that? Was that last season? I was on an episode. And they're like, <laughs> you were on screen for a total of three seconds, I think. <laughs> and they were like, we need to cancel. Once we get Wes on set, like, you know, we've hit a new low. <laughs> but to be fair, that was super fat Wes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was. They were like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Now yeah. you're less, slightly less yeah. fat Wes. Slightly <laughs> less fat. Uh, fat person who can lift weights. <laughs> yeah, 225. <laughs> I'm going to change my lines. Um, everything's gonna be revolving 225 <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the car wash uh, clerk and I'm gonna be like that'll be 225 for weightlifting you're looking yeah you're like <laughs> trying to find the the perfect thing to, to make it exactly yeah. 225 <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah man so I have a couple of exciting things happening man and uh, and work's been busy we're down to people and uh, and we're going through a lot of changes which are good changes for the company so good man yeah man i and this week i want to i want to write man i need i really need to like uh get back like acting is a creative uh outlet for sure but it's not as fulfilling because uh you know you go to auditions and and you deliver you know your dialogue in that audition and you do your best but it's like an interview you know what i mean like you don't fully get to show what you're capable of they mm -hmm. just kind of have to take your word for it type thing you know what i mean they're like well we see your resume you seem like a decent person you know what i mean so so it's not as creative man so like that's why for me comedy improv has always been like you know my creative outlet and and i still do improv but i'm like man i'm i'm seeking something more and i really want to like get back to writing i have a couple pilot ideas that i started writing I wrote out uh, an outline for one, and so I, I actually got to write the pilot now. But I also want to get, like, I have a bunch of, I have, like, like 12 pages of, like, stand-up material. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, so I really want to start stitching that together to do, like, a type 3 or a type 5. I have technically, like, a type 5, but I looked at it last week, and I was like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this isn't that good. It's <laughs> <This is> terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, so question, like, um, I know that you've always been an aspiring actor. Are you an aspiring 
producer, director, writer. I mean, that's is that like the bigger goal? Yeah. Over time. I mean, personal like ideal now scenario. Now that you ruined Modern Family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now that I've, I'm ruining shows one at a time. <laughs> the show closer. <laughs> you're, you're, you, you close these shows like yeah. Kenley Jansen's been closing the the yeah, final the innings of the Dodgers games. God, no damn. offense, Kenley Jansen, but you fucked us two two, two games in a row. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, yeah, I mean, the ultimate goal or like ideal scenario would be to like be a creator. You know, uh, you know, it's called the showrunner, creator slash showrunner of my own show. Meaning, like, I cr- I write a show, I produce it, and I star in it. And I don't know that I necessarily need to star in it. I just love the idea of creating a show. Yeah, uh, it would be cool. It's kind of like what Seinfeld does, you know? Yeah, or did. Have you ever thought about like? Because I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like, you know, uh, and this goes out to the the idea that I, you know, I want these creative outlets. Yeah. Um. Where it's just like shit, man. Let's just start. Just turn the camera on and let's just start fucking producing shit. Yeah. Right? Even if it's dirty, right? Like. Yeah. And when I say dirty, it's like, it doesn't have to be produced super well. Right. It's more like, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna kind of write this out and we're gonna improv a bunch of this shit. Yeah. But we're gonna get it on camera. And we're gonna put it out on YouTube or wherever. Yeah. As long as it's like you're kind of getting like, okay, boom, it's it's it's, like you would normally want to spend all this time fixing mm-hmm. it, making sure it's perfect. It's like, maybe it's more important just to get it out. Yeah. You, you, does that make sense? Like, I've been thinking about stuff like that. Just turn the fucking camera on. Yeah. And let's do it. Let's fucking do it. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's different like schools of thought with that, but like, uh, something that Joe Rogan, my, uh, arch nemesis. <laughs> 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 no, but, uh, something that Joe Rogan talked about that I, I agree with. And like, it was kind of enlightening to me something that you kind of i guess know but you don't he talked about how like you know like some of the most successful comedians are successful because of the amount of material that they pump out it's just the reps exactly so it's like every comedian out there the best of the best seinfeld all these guys you know fucking larry david they show you their best absolute best material but for every one of those jokes they have nine that are really shitty you know what i mean and maybe if you compare 10 of my jokes versus 10 of larry david's even his worst joke is probably better than all than my best one but that's because every day he writes for three four hours like it's a job to him where he's like even if i know i don't have anything in the tank i'm gonna write a joke yeah you know and and uh, David Cross also talked about that where he's like I write everything he's like if I even if I don't feel like I've got something funny to say I fucking write I'll just write about my day and then yeah. one day I'll look back and I'll be like oh there's something funny in that yeah. you know so that's why YouTubers are compelling right yeah because they're kind of doing the same thing we do in the sense that they're getting comfortable we're getting comfortable with being on the mic and just freestyling. We don't plan any of this if it wasn't already completely obvious that we, right. don't, we don't have. Yeah. I mean, I think the most we've ever done is we wrote a couple of like bullet points. When on we your first started, yeah. Um, but we just kind of just get on here, and every time we do it, we just we're, we're just freestyling. I feel like it, we've gotten good at just talking, riffing, mm-hmm. or whatever you yeah. would say. Um, YouTubers are in in the way. May, sometimes they're more structured, but some of the best ones are the guys that just turn the camera on. And boom, they're live streaming. Yeah. And they didn't spend any time editing it. They didn't spend any time, you know, it's just out there and they're they're already moving on to the next thing. Yeah. So they're building that muscle of just saying, 
Yeah, I, I that wasn't smooth. But the next, you know, I, yeah. I don't have time to to kind of mine, you know, perfect this thing mm-hmm. because the next one's gonna be better. Yeah, and the next one's I gotta be more compelling, and it's more about the Trying content things. Yeah. and and being good in front of the camera. Right. Um. And so it comes. It comes from a different side of it. It's just like you just kind of gotta get the reps. I've been driving my. Um, I've been helping my uh, my niece get get ready to, to 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 drive. She's she's got her permit now, and she, I gotta be honest. She's a little terrifying. She terrified. She <laughs> getting you know getting. Uh, when I started driving, I think I had messed around with cars so much. Like yeah, I, at a young age, I was like thirteen years old, moving the cars around, and we had a big property. So, like, oh, that car is in the way. Yeah. We gotta get that car out. Um, because so, you know Mexicans yeah. always have yeah. like ten cars. Yeah, exactly. And my dad would let me move the cars in and out around the, in the driveway, so right. I got used to like in a very slow, you know. So when it finally came time to me to actually drive, drive I was already really comfortable making the car do whatever I wanted yeah. to. And you take it for granted once you become a driver. Mm-hmm. Like the other day when I drove your car, yeah, I felt like I was a brand new driver because the brakes on your car are so sensitive yeah. that it took me. A good two minutes before I was like, okay, I know where right. the limits are on this Gaging thing. Because yeah. we were like jerk, I was jerking us yeah. around in your car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, who's the one that drank? You or me, right? <laughs> um, but I've been taking her out and I'm, I'm just impressed at how, first of all, the first time I took her out, it was terrifying. Yeah. Holy crap. I was, I was holding the uh the handle the the <laughs> what do you call that i call it the oh shit bar but yeah everyone, you know yeah. i thought i was gonna rip it out because she was you're you're nervous to begin with and then it's not that they're doing anything dangerous per se yeah. but you get like the, when you become a driver you have this kind of like i want to call it like this universal like okay let's just say you're approaching a stop you're approaching the stop you let off the gas then you get on the brake and then as you approach the stop sign you apply more pressure and there's right. like this common like okay that's what's normal yeah they don't know when you don't never driven a car before you don't know where that right. that is yeah so when she would get to like the last hundred feet she's still going very fast for what <laughs> what felt normal she would always bring the car to a stop but i was just like holy crap i want to reach over and step on the brake i'm like reaching for the handbrake trying to get her um but my point is is that every time i take her out she has dramatic improvements oh wow. like leaps and bounds like holy crap you are much better than you were just yesterday and you didn't do any driving in between so just that level of learning yeah um and i i my sister's a little has been reluctant to let to take care out right so i've been like the brave uncle that takes you know yeah. this is screw it and i told her i go the more time she gets behind the wheel the better she i go it's and she's in my niece is an athlete. She's in soccer. Uh, and I said, this is just reps. Yeah. The more reps you get, the better you're going to get at this. And unfortunately, I'm telling her this as my sister's like trying to like, like, hold on. Yeah. Like, you're not ready. <laughs> we don't want to take you out because we're terrified. Um, and I'm telling her, no, you need to get behind the wheel. The more time you spend behind the wheel, the yeah. better you're going to be. At How this. old is she? Uh, 17, 16. Mm. I okay. think. <laughs> Bit terrible uncle. Uh, uh, she's a junior, so. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, somewhere around there. In that range. Yeah. Damn, man. Old yeah, enough that's... to have a permit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I I get that though. That that makes sense. Um. So, well, anyways, but yeah. Cool. Cool. So, should we wrap this up, or do you might have as well? Anything else? Cool. Yes. Yeah, so, thanks for listening. After our 
unintentional two-week hiatus. Uh, actually, more like three weeks, I guess. Two weekends, but really it's three weeks from the last time we yeah. released one. So, so yeah. hopefully Wes hasn't lost this episode. Yeah, I'm looking at the screen religiously. I'm like, oh, it's recording. Okay, I'm, lo- I'm not going crazy. It's right there. So, <laughs> yes. Um, well, cool. Thanks so much for listening. And... Uh, yeah, please uh, continue to support us. Tell your friends. Uh, get get your get children. What's that? There was that uh, viral video where they're like, get your kids, get your friends. Because they're raping everybody out here. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. Oh, man. Anyway. Uh, thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Please check us out. We're the TWL podcast today. Well, live podcast. Uh, somebody tell Joe Rogan how much shit I talk about him, and we will be in touch. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening. Peace. <laughs>